From COK Studios in Renee Montaigne's Mudroom, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the history of presidential diplomacy in our American History series, Consider Ourselves. We'll also consider an exciting new archaeological discovery. And we'll consider who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. The shadow knows. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Pills.com. We'll deliver a big bottle of pills right to your door once a week for just pennies on the dollar. Are they the pills you need? No, but they're pretty great, trust us. Pills.com, because a lot of pills is better than none at all. And Sponge Bath and Beyond, the store for people who can't or won't wash themselves. Come in today, and when you buy any of our plastic basins, you'll get a free extendable brush to swab the folds. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. President Trump's effort to reset relations with Russia backfired dramatically on Monday after he failed to side with the U.S. intelligence community over Moscow's interference in the 2016 election. The president's equivocation drew bipartisan condemnation, capping a week in which Trump alienated allies and cozied up to Russian President Vladimir Putin at a summit in Helsinki. U.S. intelligence officials are in agreement that Russia interfered in the 2016 election using a wide array of methods. But when asked directly whether he believed that assessment, Trump was noncommittal. Instead, he touted the assurance from Putin that Russia did not have anything to do with the election interference. Trump's overall diplomatic approach has been erratic at best, as he has given preferential treatment to dictators like Putin and North Korea's Kim Jong-un, while antagonizing long-standing American friends like NATO, Canada, Great Britain, Japan, and Mexico. The catastrophic gaffe in Helsinki on Monday begged the question. Have there been other times in U.S. history where a president created more trouble than he solved on the world stage? I investigated with our international gossip reporter and popular teenage girl, Melissa Reynolds, for an installment of our American history series, Consider Ourselves. Has there ever been a president who was as big a diplomatic novice as Donald Trump? From walking in front of the Queen, to shoving the President of Montenegro out of the way for a photo, to befriending dictators, Trump has not been at his best when dealing with foreign leaders. Oh, totes. He's like a massive train wreck. But, like, maybe he's not the worst in American history. Case in point. In April of 1939, just as Hitler was making moves and taking over large parts of Europe, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt had this to say in one of his fireside chats. What we have here in Europe is nothing to worry about. Herr Hitler is a great man and a great leader. I admire him very much. You look at what he's done and people say that he's done bad things, but so have other people done some really bad things. I could go through a lot of nations where a lot of bad things were done. He's the strong head of Germany. He speaks, and his people sit up in attention. I want my people to do the same. FDR made a giant blunder by saying nice things about Hitler and comparing the fascist authoritarian Nazi regime to his own presidency and country. It was a huge diplomatic mistake. 
Um, psych. That was actually a Trump quote, talking about Kim Jong-un. FDR was smart and understood the dangers that Hitler posed, unlike Donald Trump's praise and treatment of Kim Jong-un. So maybe Roosevelt knew exactly how to treat his adversaries, but what about other presidents? Let's look at a conversation between Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev from 1987. I'm very happy to be here as we look to ban intermediate-range nuclear missiles. I appreciate Mr. Gorbachev's work with us on this, even though I can't stop staring at that thing on his forehead. Excuse me? Seriously, is that a stain? Did someone spill something on your head? That thing is just gross. I'm sorry. I like leaders who don't have weird birthmarks that look like God wiped his butt on their head. This meeting is over. A pretty damaging exchange from Reagan there. Um, except that never happened either. Reagan might have been forgetful, but he'd never be so crass and insult another leader's looks. I mean, come on. Only Trump would be that dumb, right, Dana? Maybe. Let's see about handling relations with U.S. allies. Here's a joint press conference between President Obama and Angela Merkel in 2014. We're really just tired of carrying our alliance with Germany. I mean, look, we're giving them a bunch of foreign aid and investments in their economy, and they're giving us bratwurst and sauerkraut. No way. This is a terrible trade deal, and we're going to put tariffs on you if you're not careful. Germany is just a Russian puppet anyway. Totally pathetic. Ooh, Obama really stepped in it there. Um, except he so didn't. Surprise, surprise, that was Trump again. Obama totes valued his alliances with other NATO countries like Germany. There's seriously no evidence that anyone but Trump has been as stupid and lame regarding U.S. foreign policy. It's like wicked sad how terrible it is. No, he is the worst in U.S. history, and his behavior this week in Helsinki is the proof. Oh my god, totes. For Consider Ourselves, I'm Melissa Reynolds. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to science and archaeology. A recent heat wave in the UK has revealed outlines of ancient structures previously unknown to archaeologists. Senior correspondent Cordell Nutbrock sat down with Sir Miles Dugray-Scott and Dr. Francis Roger Moore, who were on the team that discovered these new structures. Sir Miles and Dr. Moore, thank you for joining me. How did you make this latest discovery? Francis and I fly small drones all over the country, searching for evidence of ancient structures. We found this one because of an unusual dry spell. Yes, you have a shimmering sort of multicolored fields. That's why the crops aren't ripening evenly. Yellows and browns and oranges coming up in the field. And from some distance out, you can see big dark green circles and squares appearing in the fields. Oh, I see. Those dark green shapes hold valuable archaeological information. Ancient structures were often surrounded by trenches for protection and drainage. Even after the structures are gone, the trenches retain moisture. So in a heat wave, when the rest of the crops turn brown, the areas on top of the structures stay green. Could any of these structures be hinges? It's possible. I have kept up my in-depth hinge research. While the hinges are important, I think the key to this discovery is the trenches. If it weren't for the trenches, we wouldn't know they, they even exist. 
Miles mentioned the trenches because you can see how they drenched the tops of the structures to keep them green. Ah, is there a technical term for the top of the structures? Benches. Yes, the drenched benches and trenches are important. I think that they are very telling about this find, but we have to work quickly. Indeed. The minute these dry fields get a touch of rain, all the crops start growing again and the marks disappear. The sights we're seeing this year may not come up again for 20 or 30 years or may never be seen again. Oh, that does make this a very tenuous operation. What will you do if it rains? Can you still do any work? Well, I have a theory that if the fields get drenched, we can still locate the trench by its stench. Yes, when each trench is quenched, it has its own stench that can be tracked. We learned that technique from the French. Miles, be a mensch and get my photo of the benches with the trenches to show Cordell. Uh, here you are. Oh, I can just make out the outlines of the benches. Mm, no, that's a trench. Uh, well, what's that mark there? That's just a part of a fence. <laughs> well, gentlemen, good luck with the rest of your work on this very exciting discovery. That was Sir Miles Dugray Scott and Dr. Francis Roger Moore. Trench. Now we turn to our weekly Big Little Win segment so that we can celebrate some large, small victories. Congrats to Queen Elizabeth II, who was able to keep her time with President Donald Trump to a brief 17 minutes when he came to the UK for an official visit and reception. We know that spending even 30 seconds with him is just the worst, but we have to give you credit for doing the bare minimum. Well done on this big little win. Our other big little win comes from Deborah Simmons in Richmond, Virginia, who remembered to unplug her smoke alarm when she cooked steak on the stovetop this weekend. That steak was cooked perfectly, and even though it was smoky in your house, you didn't have to deal with the alarm going off. Just remember to plug it back in, or you might unwittingly suffer a big little tragedy. To let us know about your big little wins, share them on our Facebook page, or send us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit ConsiderOurKnowledge.com for more news and stories. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. If you want to download the podcast, you can find it at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. If you want to make a donation to Consider Our Knowledge, click the Support COK button on our homepage, and it'll take you to Patreon, where you can make a secure $5 or $10 monthly donation. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Yes, we have been shimmering so from Shapiro's water. I have a pigeon in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Ew. laughs> it was delicious.